0: every time
1: a proud member of the gun geek network the opinions expressed are those of each individual check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three two one
0: on this week's episode we recap disney's amazing d23 is it time to get back into breaking bad and let the chicken sandwich wars begin All this and more as we once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos.
2: Welcome to the Pop Culture
0: Cosmos. And we're back with another edition of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and GameSource. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great programs. But it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my good friend. He is our fast food connoisseur of pop culture cosmos. You got to check out everything that he's doing today at popculturecosmos.com, pop culture cosmos on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and so much more. It is my good friend. He's probably very hungry after he hears this conversation. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man?
2: What's up? What's up? Yeah, I've been uh, chowing down on some uh, Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets. that you got to have a taste of that sweet, sweet Popeye's chicken sandwich, so I'm excited to hear about that.
0: You know, the lengths I go to for this show to report on good stuff that's going on in pop culture knows no bounds, and unfortunately, it led me to Popeye's earlier today before we recorded the show, and I'll tell you what, it's something that was It had to be seen to be believed. I I couldn't believe it with my own two eyes. It just was so amazing that the amount of people that was waiting for this at just random Popeyes here in Las Vegas area. I can assume it's even larger in various other parts of the the United States where Popeyes is, is really beloved. If you're not in the know as far as what's going on, about two weeks ago, Popeyes debuted its own chicken sandwich, which is, you know, when you think about it, it's really not that much of a stretch for a chicken place but yes they debuted their own chicken sandwich it's gone super viral out on the internet and social media and people are going crazy over it people that go fanatical over places such as chick-fil-a are heading over to popeyes and dro's seemingly that's what i see in social media and, and i see all the commentary and seeing all the people you know taking photos and whatnot i can give you my perspective I didn't think it was that big of a deal as far as the whole experience, as far as thinking it was going to be that big of a deal. But lo and behold, when I got there and I took pictures of it, my goodness, the line for drive through was wrapped around the actual building itself. It was actually an hour wait if you went drive through Now, if you go in, to give you an idea as far as what was going on there, the maximum occupancy in the Popeyes I went to was 75 It was right at 75 because people were waiting over an hour for these chicken sandwiches. In fact, I ordered mine and got mine 90 minutes, almost to the dot later, as far as ready and in my hands, 90 minutes before I could get my hands on one of these chicken
2: sandwiches. Do you think that has anything to do with just the the hype going around? You think they're all there for the chicken sandwich?
0: Absolutely. That's all they were making. That's all they were talking about. In fact, by the time I left around 1.30 in the afternoon, they had already run out of butter to butter the bread for the chicken sandwiches because they were just making so many because it was just left, right, left, right, sandwich after sandwich after sandwich after sandwich. People were there or they were all just couldn't believe that that you had to wait over an hour, literally for one chicken sandwich you know i had all that's all i ordered was just one chicken sandwich nothing else with it just one chicken sandwich and it took 90 minutes to get into my hands i could not even believe it why did i do it because i wanted to go ahead and experience what was hot that's going on in social media Uh, you see the wars that are out there chick-fil-a trying to come back with its own peace and love and and our chicken sandwich is better la 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 Wendy's if you're not following Wendy's on social media you don't know what's up because they're usually very snarky very funny and they've laid their two cents in when it comes to chicken sandwiches but to me I after I finally got in my hands as I said in the comments on my own personal page I actually thought I should have just sold it on eBay because I probably would have made a sheer grand off of it but I did try it it is pretty darn good you know, and I'm sorry, I'm getting into blasphemy here, my friend, but it is better than Chick-fil-A. But is it the best chicken sandwich I had? It's close, but I've had better.
2: Just I'm amazed at like, you know, as Wendy's has proven time and time again, just how far a viral campaign can go. If you have somebody smart managing your Twitter, then you can really sell a lot of stuff. Like, uh, you know, Wendy's has always been on point, right? And they had all that day where uh, like Wendy's roast me day. And so they had all these like, these emo bands going on there and Wendy's was roast them going, yeah, you haven't had a hit since 2006 or whatever it was. But uh, it just goes to show you, man, like if you get out there and word goes around and your your product it goes viral through social media, that there is really no limits to how many you can sell. And l- let me ask you this, though. If you liked the chicken sandwich, is it something that you would wait in line a second time to have?
0: That's what I was asked first thing by one of my good friends here. She asked me, was it worth the wait? No, there's no food that I know of unless you really have to wait for it. If you're starving, you're hungry, and I get that. But if you don't have to wait for a food for 90 minutes, any food item, I wouldn't wait 90 minutes. I'm sorry. This was a good sandwich. Again, it's not my all-time best. You can go back and forth on different chicken sandwiches, I personally like Raisin Cane's a little tiny bit better, but this one was number two for me. Then you go Wendy's, you go Jack in a Box. They've got a great sandwich as well. Chick-fil-A, they're a little bit down on the list, and I'm sorry you can send the comments to me with the hate mail and all that stuff. I'm sorry. Just Chick-fil-A just doesn't do it for me like it does for a lot of people, but if it does for you, more power to you. But yes, it was something that was very interesting, but I would not wait again 90 minutes. I had to do it for this show, and that's the only reason why I did it.
2: So can we expect like a full sandwich breakdown here in the uh, the coming days? A little written review or video review? How do we find out what our good friend Gerald Glassford thought of this amazing chicken sandwich? You know
0: what? I think I'll go ahead and do that. I actually took pictures of it, what it looks like, and the whole nine yards. You know what? Instead of going to my social media page, which I don't really want you doing, We'll go ahead and uh, make a little article on it because I've seen actual articles already talking about that, talking about hamburgers in and out, what a burger, that type of duel, why Chick-fil-A is so great and their foods. You know what? I think I'll go ahead and I'll throw that coming up this week on one of our popculturecosmos.com pages or also as well, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. But it is going to be a great episode. Josh and I are in the catbird seat today. I do apologize. Chris Ardieri couldn't make it on today because he had to go ahead and reshuffle the decks because of the retirement of Andrew Luck and also the major injury to Lamar Miller. While he's reformulating all the stuff that's going on in his world as far as fantasy football, hopefully he'll be able to record something with me to give you tips and tricks as far as how to get ahead in your fantasy football draft and team going forward. That I'm looking forward to doing this week, so I apologize we couldn't put it on today's show, but we do have a loaded show for you anyways, because D23 took place this weekend. Josh and I are going to cover as much as we can on what the big stuff was that was going on, share thoughts on it, and just have like a little free-flowing conversation on what went on at D23 this weekend. Breaking Bad is in the news. I know a lot of people have a soft spot for Breaking Bad after so many years on AMC. And you know what? There is a Breaking Bad movie that's been made and it's just about ready to be released. In fact, if you want to go ahead and check out our Facebook page, Pop Culture Cosmos, you'll see a trailer for El Camino. We're going to talk about El Camino later in the show and if it's something Breaking Bad fans should be looking forward to. Plus also as well, we're going to break down Another 10 video games on our list of the top 200 video games of all time. That's 171 to 180 coming up on the show as well. But my friend, this weekend had to have been dominated once again by D23. Disney just all over the place once again. (sighs) I I don't know, man. They just do it once again. I know you are all Disney fied out, but you got to admit, man especially when it's nearby you in the OC, they can really do a party and they really know how to get people's attention.
2: Well, yeah, and na- naturally anything, Disney is going to get a lot of attention too. Like Disney, I, I honestly, I think, you know, at, at the end of it all, Disney is going to be Disney, Apple, and Amazon owning everything. And so naturally anything they do because they have the money for it is going to be really big. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff coming out of D23 as far as Star Wars announcements, Marvel announcements, a lot of the stuff we already knew about, but we got, you know, confirmations and we got um, the cast of Eternals came out on stage. We got to see their costumes. Uh, Kit Harrington introduced into the MCU playing Black Knight and they did make some Pixar announcements on a couple new Disney properties. So I'm kind of reading up on those right now, but yeah, what what were your thoughts?
0: Well, they did an extensive amount of content information, especially when it concerns Disney Plus, which is coming out on November the 12th. They talked about a lot of shows that are being reborn or being, I guess, developed that are off of a lot of the properties that they have. So if you're into the Muppets, you got a Muppet show coming up. If you're into Lizzie McGuire, you got a Lizzie McGuire being reborn. If you're into so many of the different aspects of the Disney realm – they are bringing it out for you rest assured because there's so many different announcements that are out there that was made by disney in regards to all the content that's coming just an amazing amount coming to disney plus obviously they're trying to put their stake and foothold very quickly into the streaming service now all these shows will not be coming out on november 12th but it's nice to know that they do have it in the pipeline that they do have all the stuff that they're going to go ahead and try and get to viewers out there as soon as they can. But, you know, just, just the sheer amount of stuff that they went to go ahead and in introducing, whether it's non-Star Wars or Marvel related or even Marvel and Star Wars related. They even added three new shows to the list of Marvel shows coming to the Disney Plus streaming service. I want to get your thoughts real quick on the Marvel shows Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is being developed by Lawrence Fishburne. That's an animated series coming to the Disney Channel. But uh, when it comes to Disney Plus, I want to hear your thoughts on are you excited for a Moon Knight series, She Hulk, and Miss Marvel having their own series coming to Disney Plus?
2: It's something I would definitely be down because it sounds like She Hulk could be like the live action Hulk that we never really got the in depth version of you know, cause we had um, incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. And then we didn't see Hulk till a bunch of team up films. So this might be a chance to get in depth with the Hulk and from a different perspective too, from a, a, a female perspective from somebody who we haven't seen, which could be cool. Moon Knight is actually an interesting story because Moon Knight, Much like the Blade announcement, Moonlight really surprises me because the character of Mark Spector, like he is, even in the regular Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Marvel Universe, he's a very, like, psychotic character. And, like, he's a good guy sometimes, he's a bad guy sometimes, but his story is very psychological and it's very dark. So I'm curious, like, how far are they going to go with this? Because they can't do it. It, when I imagine Mood Knight, I imagine him in the vein of like a Netflix show, you know, like Daredevil and I guess you even say Jessica Jones. But I don't see him being good in a campy show, if that makes sense. That one was a really big surprise announcement. I've always loved the character, but it just it it would have to be done right or else it would just kind of leave a bad taste in people's mouths.
0: Well, we'll have to see what's going on and with She-Hulk's character, She-Hulk has that background in law, is that correct?
2: Yeah, if I remember, she she is a lawyer. She's a practicing lawyer because she has been in a lot of Daredevil comic books with Matt Murdock, so that would make sense. Miss Marvel's the one that would fascinate me the most just cuz like I don't really know much about that character. I know there's Captain Marvel, and for some reason I always thought that she was just like a kid version of Captain Marvel. So it's something I would probably be interested in. What, what do you think about the character, though?
0: I am interested to see how she'll be integrated because it was also alluded to that her character after her series is done will probably be integrated in some form or fashion into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. So she is someone that probably will be sticking around long after her series is done whenever they decide to go ahead and release it. So yeah, I'm interested. I know Moon Knight has been like, I don't want to say a cult favorite, but he, he's been a favorite of uh, a certain collection or certain group of comic book fans for some time now. And to put him on this type of stage where you're going to create a series after him shows that obviously they have future plans for him as well. Well, that'd be the hope
2: for all of them, right? If you're going to do a TV show of these characters, you would hope that they would eventually be integrated into the, the bigger universe. What I'm wondering right now is if you know when when the dust is clear from the netflix thing if there's you know after the two two years passes when they're not allowed to use these characters anymore are they going to be bringing charlie cox's daredevil and luke cage's character i forget who plays the part but are they going to be bringing those characters over because moon knight in the comic books you know he's in that underground street scene with daredevil with iron fist with shang chi even I'm hopeful that they would bring all these characters together and give us like the team ups that we want, if not on the big screen, at least on the television shows, the streaming service.
0: That's something to think about. Yes. As they go ahead and integrate those characters into a larger part of the Marvel universe, and we'll be seeing series coming in the future of She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight coming to Disney Plus in the near future. I know a lot of people were also talking about the footage that was shown from Rise of Skywalker, the next Star Wars movie that's coming out in December. And did you hear about what's going on? Because they couldn't show it to us out in the public. But to what they showed off at D23 was very interesting, including where Rey in red with a double-sided lightsaber a la Darth Maul.
2: Yeah, I did hear about that. There's got to be something going on there because they wouldn't have weaved her as a... I almost feel like it would be a disservice to the character they created through her. You know, she's a female protagonist in a Star Wars film and all these little girls, like, idolize her. And I actually think that she's a good character. It seems like it would be a disservice to have her be evil in the end. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe what they saw was... A vision of what could be, a vision of what could pass. You know, th- this new trilogy has had its ups and downs. And I know that J.J. Abrams kind of inherited a mess after Rian Johnson took over because they didn't really know where they wanted to go with the series after that. So I'm just, I hope it goes out on, on a good note, man. You know, story-wise, it wouldn't make sense to make her Sith but you know maybe kylo ren becomes a good guy that's just it it's not campy but it just it it feels too obvious to me and it's just it's not something i'd want to see personally
0: and more was announced when it comes to into the star wars realm when it comes to a lot of the stuff that they were talking about with star wars in fact did you get a chance to see the star wars mandalorian trailer that was finally released to the public I think it looked pretty good. I think it was something that will get a lot of people interested in into the darker, seedier
2: side of the Star Wars universe. Okay, yeah. So The Mandalorian's interesting because back when LucasArts was closing down, George Lucas had been working with them because they were making a game in the same universe that George Lucas was working on at that moment. So George Lucas was bringing Star Wars as a TV show, and it's supposed to, it was based on the Mandalorian like it was based that like, he was a uh, bounty hunter and they're showing like the the underbelly side of Star Wars this feels like it's maybe a reimagining of that script that George Lucas was working on that we never got to see so yeah i'm excited and i think it, it looks dark like it looks really dark like it looks dark in the same way that like Rogue One had its had its dark moments and i don't know maybe it's just uh, i don't know much about the script cuz we haven't really gotten a lot of dialogue in the trailers but just the the cinematography, the way that's shot. And even like, what was they show that scene where that guy got chopped in half by the door? This is going to be a side of the Star Wars universe that no one's ever said they wanted to see, but at the same time, it looks incredibly intriguing.
0: That it does, my friend, as Mandalorian comes out. That will be available day one, November 12th, when Disney Plus hits. And they talked a little bit more about the worldwide coverage that will eventually be rolled out for disney plus so that's a great sign for individuals out there that are all over the world in eager anticipation of what disney plus is going to be offering and disney plus is going to be available so u.s fans will get the first glimpse of what's going on with disney plus when it comes out november 12th
1: you're listening to the pop culture cosmos don't touch that dial wait do, do people still use dials
0: listen up all you gamers out there Miracle Fruit Oil is ramping up the deals on its awesome Vitabrace gaming wristband. Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve your gaming performance. Vitabrace will help you achieve your gaming goals, whether it's that single-player campaign, retro classic, or battle royale. Head on over today to MiracleFruitOil.com and if you use the code Vitabrace50, you'll get half off on a VitaBrace gaming wristband or use the code buy one get one and it's buy one get one free that's right just use the code VitaBrace50 or buy and the number one get and the number one today to get some great deals on some VitaBrace gaming wristbands so check it out today at miraclefruitoil.com VitaBrace win with it You mentioned Rogue One and the Rogue One prequel with Diego Luna and some of the remnants of that very well thought of spinoff because it did garner over a billion dollars in its own right. So the spinoff of Rogue One, the Rogue One prequel is going to get a lot of eyes when that comes out to Disney Plus and officially announced because he was there was Ian McGregor. Obi-Wan series is coming to Disney Plus officially your thoughts as far as having a Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, and Rogue One prequel. I think that's a nice balance so far. I think we're also gonna get some more closure from the solo Star Wars film with Darth Maul. And some of the questions are gonna be answered through there. They're not just gonna leave people hanging and forget about that movie entirely, although I know they'd like to. I think some of the questions are gonna be answered from that film. But you know, I think a lot of people are going to be interested to see what's going on at Disney plus as the rogue one prequel and Obi-Wan hits the small screen.
2: Well, here's a weird thing. So I am not really interested in a rogue one prequel. Like I, I got what I needed out of that story out of that timeline. And there wasn't really anything else that I wanted from it. You know, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Gareth Edwards and the, the work that he did with rogue one, despite Disney, you know, axing half of his film, but it was an interesting world, but I just, I feel like we got everything we needed out of the movie. The Obi-Wan show, on the other hand, I'm actually really excited about because I feel like they're giving us this thing where they are going back and they are trying to create one cohesive narrative based on all the, the old films and the two timelines. So if you see, they release a timeline at D23 and it said this era, this era, this era. And I think they're trying to connect the different stages of Star Wars together. In a way that is a little more cohesive, and I've always been curious, like what was Obi Wan doing, you know, in between A New Hope and you know after Revenge of the Sith. So I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing this. What are your thoughts?
0: I, I'm interested in seeing it as well. It looks like something that I, I think a lot of people will like to get into because there is some love for the Star Wars films. I know Rian Johnson's The Last Jedi took a lot out for. A lot of people, I know, it was it was uh, not the, quite the spectacle I think a lot of people were hoping for, but I think this will get a lot of people into it, especially if you have the Disney Plus service and you have all these choices, it's going to come to a point where, you know what, you're going to get back into the Star Wars series because you're going to see the Star Wars films there, you're going to get into a lot of them, and then you're also going to be able to see Star Wars Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, and the Rogue One prequel there. Plus also, you're going to be seeing... A, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, that you're gonna be seeing in its final season there. So there's a lot of stuff from the Star Wars universe. If you're into it or you want to get back into it, that they're gonna show off at Disney Plus. I want to ask you some of the Marvel stuff going back to Marvel and and a lot of the things that went on there before we, you know, we actually get off of D23 because it was such a great weekend. And I know we haven't even touched on some of the major theme park announcements there, but you heard more about Black Widow. It's starting to look really good. A lot of people are really interested in it. You mentioned on our previous show, the PCC Multiverse, about the fight choreographer from John Wick being involved with Black Widow as well. And that those those fight scenes from what is being described look very exciting with the Taskmaster and also the other Black Widows that she faces off against. Upon all that and all the other good stuff that was talked about, the Eternals cast they came out, Kit Harington from Game of Thrones has been announced as being part of the movie as well. He's going to have a character which a lot of people are really looking forward to seeing on film. But Black Panther 2, in no surprise, is going to be one of the ways to kick off Phase 5. It's going to be the main movie in 2022. So that's going to be a big-time movie that will come out that will have a lot of eyes looking upon it. Just... I didn't think that Marvel had enough left after what was Comic-Con that people would be interested in, in even finding out about, but you know what? It sounds like after all that was said and done that they had still enough to get people interested in the Marvel product.
2: They put a lot of Marvel stuff out there. I don't know if we talked about this before, but it's kind of a weird slate of movies to me. Like. You know, I guess that's that's because they're back to building things up and then they have these properties like Black Widow who is just it's it's a standalone film, you know, you're not going to get anything else out of that. So it's just it's a very interesting weird time for the Marvel universe and I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully by then my burnout will be over, but yeah, and then Black Panther 2, I guess we we all knew that that was going to happen, but what what's really intriguing me right now is the the Eternals. Like I don't know I don't know a lot about them. You know, I know that there's a lot of stories, especially recent ones involving venom and like the, the head from um, guardians of the galaxy, you know, where they're mining the, the brain fluids like the, that's allegedly the, the skull of one of the eternals. So I, I you know, it, where does this take place on the timeline? I don't know. Kit Harington's character, black Knight is interesting in the fact that he's had a lot of run-ins with the Avengers and he's been good and bad over the course of, you know, his, his time in the Marvel comics. So, they're making moves. They're making moves. I don't know what to think about them yet, but there's enough there that, that it's not like make me go, oh, I'm rolling my eyes like great, more films, but it's enough to make me go, all right, well, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll stick around and see what's going on.
0: Whether it's a plot point, whether it's a name, whether it's a title or a star, it seems to be the case on each and every one that there's something there that is piquing your interest in some form or fashion with each and every property that's coming out. Whether it's on the big screen or whether it's coming to Disney Plus, a lot of premonitions were correct when it comes to Wanda Vision. You know, I I know you saw the the actual poster with Vision and <laughs> and Scarlet well, Witch about being that being in the fifties, having this you know perfect relationship as how they it,
2: imagined it. Yeah, I'm curious about that because did you ever read the the House of M comic books? So. No. In in House of M's, the, it's actually like the the whole Avengers and X-Men, even the, the Brotherhood is going after Wanda because she actually reshaped reality so that her and Vision could be together. And I'm wondering if they're maybe taking parts of House of M and throwing it into into this thing, because I know that Wanda has a, you know, maybe the multiverse is is how the multiverse is created or something. I, I don't know. But, you know, I know her show feeds directly into Doctor Strange, so maybe it's taking place of house of m using her her reality altering powers maybe she's creating different timelines who knows but uh wh- you know i'm wh- what were you saying about it? i'm i'm curious to hear your thoughts
0: well it is very interesting cuz i'd love to hear how that scenario whether it's a dream like whether it's a fantasy whether it's part of the multiverse how that's going to integrate itself as far as from a scarlet witch standpoint Because she's going to evolve from this series, WandaVision, and then she's getting transported into the next Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. She's actually going to be put into that movie and have a major role in that movie as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how she migrates herself from WandaVision and that type of what imaginary or could be dreamlike scenario with WandaVision into the multiverse of madness and how that's going to go off into the deep end or another side of the marvel realm that's a little bit scarier that's a little bit more frightening so a lot of people are looking forward to that as well and seeing if it will truly be marvel's first horror and i'm putting quotations on that movie comparatively speaking it'll still be pg-13 so it can't be all that scary but you know what a lot of people are looking forward to that and i am too i'm just i'm just interested to see how she's going to be utilized within the structure of the series and then going forward soon after into the next dr strange movie so that will be very interesting to see but there's so much as far as what's coming up for phase four for marvel and they added even more with great shows on the way with she-hulk miss marvel and moon knight So much to talk about. If you have anything you wanted to talk about or wanted us on the show to talk more about when it comes to Marvel or Star Wars at D23, let us know. PopCultureCosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, PopCultureCosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. We're coming up next right after the break. Josh and I are going to break down some of the things that were spoken about movie-wise that's not Disney and Star Wars related at D23. We're also going to talk about some of the cool things that were talked about at D23 when it concerns some great stuff that might be coming to a Disneyland or Disney World near you. And then later on, Breaking Bad, our countdown continues, and Angel Has Fallen coming up right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos. (laughs)
1: Get ready for Kitty Origins Evolutions, the latest documentary from Rob McCallum. Order the DVD, Blu-ray, and live CD triple pack that features recordings from throughout their 20-year illustrious history from robmccallumfilms.com. robmccallumfilms.com, your place for awesome stories about awesome people and films worth watching.
0: And we're back with the show. It's Gerald coming right back at you here. There was a lot that they talked about at the movies part of it that's still on the way I mean, two Pixar movies that they're talked about, one including Chris Pratt and a very, very tight-lipped Tom Holland. What did you think about Tom Holland's response? He was there to talk about one of the movies that he's being a part of with Disney with a new Pixar movie that's coming out later this year. What did you think about his response to the fans that's out there and his response to how he has to go ahead and deal with this Sony disney breakup with spider-man
2: i think he knows more than he's letting on but you know he he the fans love him you know and he he did the whole thing where i love you 3000 like that was cool you know from what i understand though there's another spider-man deal happening right now that we're just not you know privy to but uh you know i I don't think this is the last and it's it's smart of him to keep on playing spider-man because you never know maybe further on down the line they could have spider-man back in the mcu like it's just it's he, he plays Spider-Man for the fans, and I really, I, I commend that. Like, I, I feel like he's a good dude.
0: I think he's handled it as best he can. We was kind of, knowing Tom Holland and his tendency to let things slip, we were hoping for some type of juicy little tidbit there, but nothing materialized yet. He was not made available for interviews right after the showcase, so that was kind of disappointing, so he didn't get to talk more about that because I wanted a little bit more juice or Benedict Cumberbatch to come up and cover his mouth or something like that, like he's done in the past. But he's going through a tough time because of what's going on, but we'll we'll hopefully – have sony and disney come back to the table at some point and maybe relook at spider-man in the marvel cinematic universe but there were still other movies that they were talking about they talked about disney's jungle cruise because the rock and emily blunt were there your thoughts on another famous ride at disneyland now hitting the big screen very soon in the jungle cruise
2: I don't know. I like. I always had good memories on that ride as a kid. Like I, I, just remember, you know, the the driver of the boat making jokes all the time. Like I, you have to have a very special personality to, to work on that ride. And I feel like you, you look at the the concept art has the rock wearing the the driver outfit. So I assume it's gonna be okay. Like it's not. It's it's. I don't have any comments for it because I said the same thing about Jumanji, right? When I first saw the rock being a reboot of Jumanji, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be awful, but ended up being slightly surprising, you know? So as far as the Jungle Cruise goes, I'm fine. It's not a sequel. It's based on a ride, but it's something new. You know, it's the same way that I feel about Raya and the Last Dragon. You know, it's not a sequel. It's something new. And I'm all for original content these days.
0: It is semi-original content, but it's still based off of a ride. It worked for them really the last time they did it with the Pirates of the Caribbean. So you know what? It could work for this time as well. It has The Rock, it has Emily Blunt, who both have been involved in some big hit movies. So it looks like something that a lot of people can point towards to is something that's going to be a lot of fun when it comes out next year. And then there's also some other movies that they talked about, including a Corella movie with Emma Stone just totally transforming into Corella Deville. That was really something to see. They talked more about Mulan. They talked more about Disney's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. They talked more about, like I said, the Pixar movies that are coming up, including announcing Soul. They have so much on the plate. There's going to be something for literally everyone out there, young and old, when it comes to what Disney has coming up in the next 18, 24 months. I mean, is it too much from Disney? Disney. I think so, but you know what? I think a lot of people are going to go ahead and, for the most part, enjoy a lot of what Disney has to offer.
2: Well, Disney has four or five films coming out each quarter anyways, and they have this whole expo. Of course, they're going to announce a whole slate of Disney all year. So will it do well? Who knows? But, I mean, it seems like there's very not frequent where there's a month that doesn't have at least two Disney movies in it. Whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Marvel, whether it's Disney, whether it's Pixar, Disney always has a a high stake in the box office at any given time.
0: and it's no guarantee of success just because it's a Disney property. I mean, we've seen I mean the Fox stuff aside. We've seen things like Dumbo, Christopher Robin. those movies and others have not hit. but for the most part, you know if they were a major league baseball player, they would have a pretty good average as far as what hits and what doesn't for them. So I'd stake a claim that I think most of these projects that are coming out that they announced at D23 are gonna do very well for them. And over the course of the next few months, as these films begin to come out or as they take notice and take shape, we're gonna go ahead at the Pop Culture Cosmos and keep you in on what's going on with all these Disney projects, whether it's films or TV shows coming to Disney Plus, we're going to talk about it right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos. Before we start talking about some other good stuff in pop culture, my friend, I got to ask you, they did go ahead and have a segment of their D23 convention to talk about some of the things that are coming to their theme parks, such as reshaping Epcot Center. They're talking about a lot of things that they're doing for some of the other Disneyland places, including Avengers Campus. People have been talking about a Marvel Land forever, and they're finally going to do it with an Avengers Campus. They're talking about a Guardians of the Galaxy ride that goes backwards, a Moana experience at Disney World that's gonna be something that's gotta be seen to be believed. I mean, all the stuff that's going on, in fact, for all their parks, they're gonna be doing something special at some point in time for all the parks. That's great to keep it fresh and whatnot, but the thing that made the most news was a hotel that's not a hotel. It's a new Star Wars spaceship Themed experience. It's going to be something a lot of people are interested in. I mean, I'll tell you what, is this going to be something that you're going to be interested in? It's going to be nearby Disney World. It's going to be a spaceship two night experience that you're going to go ahead and, and just go through and be in. It's going to make you feel like a virtual environment, like you're actually in a spaceship in space once you're in it, but you're actually going to still be stationed on the ground. It's actually a Disney spaceship themed hotel that they're going to be debuting here at some point down in line in the future
2: it sounds cool the concept of it is cool i like the it it seems like something might might be cool for not just star wars fans but kids too you know has a lot of activities but i'm on the fence of those people who think that star wars is just okay you know it's not the pinnacle of sci-fi it's just it's okay it's fun to watch but it's not something that I'm going to be running out to stay at a Star Wars themed hotel. It's it's I, I want to read about it. I'm excited to read about it. Excited to see what people say about it when it happens. And I love the idea of it. It's probably gonna be a crazy amount of money, but like if you're spending money to go on a vacation, I don't want to have like every day dictated and have, you know, I have to wake up and fight a lightsaber battle at nine o'clock mimosas with Darth Vader at at four, you know, it's just, it's not, (laughs) it's not something that, that I'm, I'm too thrilled about, but I'm sure there are people out there who would do it. Would you go?
0: Why not? It seems like a fun time. It is going to be something that I'm very intrigued by. I know my daughters were actually looking forward to it. I don't know if we're actually going to end up doing it because like you said, when it concerns Disney, it concerns the money and moolah. So it's going to be some big time money for a two night adventure in what Disney's calling Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. So it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to be very interested in. In a hotel that's not a hotel, it's the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser that's going to be right near Disney World, and people are going to be interested to be a part of that once it's finally built and once it's finally ready to go. One last thing, you know, because there was something that I think went under the radar with all these announcements, whether it was movie, television, or theme parks. One thing I wanted to ask you real quick, I think. The, one of the, 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 the actual entities that made out like a bandit when it concerns D23 was Target because Disney is putting a lot of mini Disney, uh, almost like storefronts into various targets around the country. It's not going to be a whole lot, but it's going to be enough to get people noticed in areas where there's not Disney stores. So I want to hear your thoughts. Target in recent weeks has really made some news as far as being one of the few entities that's very successfully fighting off Amazon. And with this announcement, it just seems to be getting better for Target.
2: Yeah, and like I'll, I'll be honest, I love going, I go into Target. You know, when I'm bored, I'll, I'll cruise by Target and just walk around the electronics, see what's out there. And it's a fun store to go in during the holidays. And I, I don't think Target's ever gonna be in danger of closing down. So I, I think Target's a safe move if Disney wants to invest in something. You know, especially adding little little Disney stores in there because chances are like you're gonna get Disney products at Target prices. So you're going to save money as opposed to like if you went into Disneyland to buy the stuff or one of those crazy Disney stores you find in like South Coast Plaza or something like that.
0: I'm gonna tell you right now, this was a sheer brilliant move by Target for if they approached them or if Disney approached them, it was just a sheer brilliant move on the part of Target to go ahead and commit to this. They one to Walmart, which is usually hard to do because Walmart usually is onto something like this ahead of time, but I guess Target won out for whatever reason that you want to go ahead and put out there, but it looks like something that a lot of people will be getting into because there's going to be whole Disney facades when it comes to specific Target stores that's going to actually start popping up as early as fall this year. So a lot of people will be looking forward to that if it comes soon to one of their nearby Target stores with more coming on the way next year. So a lot of people are gonna be looking forward to that. But yes, just announcement after announcement after announcement at D23. We didn't know really what to expect when it comes to D23. We were hoping for a lot and we certainly got it. Had enough on Marvel to satisfy Marvel fans. Definitely had enough for Star Wars fans And for everyone else that likes Disney movies and Disney productions, even A New Lady in the Tramp trailer debuted as well. And that looked cool. So there was just a lot of stuff to talk about that was just seemingly endless. But for all the latest information on what debuted at D23, we have it on our Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page. Before we head on out to the break, my friend, I want to ask you real quick. I know you and I are not the biggest Breaking Bad fans in the world, but we got to acknowledge this because it's trending on our Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page, and that is the trailer that dropped and the news that dropped that for a Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, coming out. Your thoughts on Breaking Bad coming back into the news once again with a new movie coming out very soon on Netflix.
2: You know, like you said, I've never been into the show. I have a lot of friends who always are telling me to watch and surprisingly that actually unmotivates me to watch things. If something is recommended to me enough times, but uh, it, it's endearing, you know, it's in the same way that Deadwood is look at, you know, what, 15 years after Deadwood's last episode came on, there's a movie. And just the fact that uh, Breaking Bad is getting a movie less than five years after their last episode is just, it's it's endearing, you know, it's left a leg in the same way that Futurama has left a legacy with people. Like it's, it's something people enjoy and it's a show. It's a world that people are obviously willing to go back to, especially, you know, look at Better Call Saul, right? They have that. And I don't know, like on Netflix's part, you can't go wrong making a movie off of something that is obviously successful. And, you know, even from the moment there are whisperings on the internet of that going, of a Breaking Bad movie coming out, people were getting hyped about it. So uh, it, it's brilliant on Netflix, you know, and I've, I would hope that this could be a model going forward. We'll see more more movies ending successful shows. But if I ever watch Breaking Bad, maybe it'll be something I'm excited to watch. But I, I know that it's something that a lot of people are really excited about.
0: Well, this movie is going to follow what happened to Aaron Paul's character, Jesse Pinkman. The movie is going to focus on him and what happens as far as his escape from certain cutthroat individuals plus the law he's a fugitive on the run and and you know he's going to showcase his story after what happened at the events of breaking bad will it have brian cranston in the film i think that's a bigger question that was not set up in the trailer or mentioned so far that you know that that could be something that is going to be a part of it i know a lot of people like you said that are into the whole breaking bad series and loved it so much are wondering if Brian Cranston's character is going to be a part of this or if Walter White, as Brian Cranston's character is named, if Walter White will actually be a part of this or an even bigger event, whether it's a movie that comes to the big screens or goes to a Netflix later on down the line. So I think a lot of people are asking those questions on whether they're going to see Walter White once again. I think that's something a lot of people are talking about. But yes, Breaking Bad is if you know it's back it's it's in in this form it's an extension of what happened during the series it is el camino a breaking bad movie and it's debuting on october 11th on netflix coming up after the break we're going to talk quickly about angel has fallen and it exceeding expectations and we're going to break down our latest 10 in our top 200 video games of all time this is the pop culture cosmos
1: Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games.
0: And we're back to close out the show. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you need a listing of where we're at because we're being played all around the world, seven days a week on great radio stations. You can check out our listings today at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, including our great friends at Mile High Radio. Want to give them a shout out in Colorado. If you get a chance, check out their awesome station indeed. That's milehighradio.com. Or if you need a listing of many of the podcast outlets that are on, if you can, if the one you're listening to right now, or if you're listening on a radio station, you want to go ahead and you know listen to it on a different type format, Check out our listings of all the podcast networks that we've got a hold of today, also on Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. You can check out the listings, including the great Pandora podcast app. The Pop Culture Cosmos is there as well, and many more. Check it out today, Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. My friend, you've got a great thing going on with your book. Congratulations, you suck. It's sold out at Amazon. Can you update us on what's going on with the book? Has it been returned to shelves on Amazon so people can order it there, or do they need to go ahead and still focus on trying to buy it if they're interested at Barnes and Noble?
2: It hasn't been restocked on Amazon. You can go to Barnes and Noble, and if you request it, I'd be I'd be really happy about that. But they have it in stock on BarnesandNoble.com. You can pick it up. I am going to see about getting it into some bookstores, you know, in the coming months. So I just. When I get a little time, I'm going to do a little research, see how that's done, maybe do some book reading. So I'll keep you guys updated. Just check my social media pages. But in the meantime, please pick up the book. I'd be incredibly grateful. I just ordered some review copies, so I'm going to be shipping one off to our good friend Gerald here. And uh, you know, hopefully you guys will be able to see his thoughts on it as well. That is congratulations, you suck.
0: Again, you can order it today at barnesandnoble.com or if you're at a local Barnes & Noble store, You just go up to the person that's working there, let them know, hey, I want Congratulations, You Suck. No, I'm not trying to tell you You Suck. I said I want the book Congratulations, You Suck from Josh Peterson and they'll actually send it to that specific store and you'll be able to buy it right there or if you like the electronics, it's also available on the Nook and the Kindle as well. Well, my friend, before we head on out real quickly, want to break down some of the stuff that's going on with our top 200 video games my goodness we're down to 180 to 171 still a long ways to go but we'll start off with 180 that's the WWF superstars of wrestling the arcade game which I fell in love with and it is probably my all-time favorite arcade game that's a 180 you know what I think it should be a lot higher but oh well okay it's not there Uh, it's not it's 180 I'll take it it's probably the most fun I've ever had with a wrestling game. The Last of Us, a truly inspirational game, and and just you know a way that people were thinking, well, there's no way Naughty Dog can create a, an excellent game outside the Uncharted series. Well, they did that with The Last of Us, and that is at 179. Team Fortress Two. I mean, that as a multiplayer game, I'll tell you what, that's a great game to play. A lot of fun. Kooky characters, great animations. That's at 178. Siphon Filter, a game that a lot of people are hoping will get rebooted in some form or fashion. That's at 177. Super Mario Sunshine, which always goes under the radar as far as a platformer in the Mario series. That's at 176. Star Fox, hey, get the rumble pack out, my friend, because Star Fox is at 175. Love that on the Nintendo 64. Shadow the Hedgehog, another Sonic game already. That's two already in our list. That's at 174. Road Rash, don't drive a motorcycle with me, my friend, because I go ahead and kick you off. Just like on Road Rash, that was a really fun game to play back in the day. That's at 173. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, one of the truly definitive Zelda games that Nintendo has ever produced. It's at 172. And at 171 is Hot Rod. So I want to ask you, my friend, are there any one of these games that comes to mind or as many as you, you know, that you played of these games that really bring some strong memories to you?
2: You know, it's funny. I had one of my students kept asking me to play Last of Us and it's been on my gaming queue for like two years now. I just haven't gone to it. Siphon Filter, I, I, I remember playing liked it and that, I've never been good at stealth games. So I don't really like have a lot of memories. Love absolutely love super Mario sunshine because you know, what was Nintendo going to follow up super Mario 64 with? And we got super Mario sunshine and it was actually a really great game because a lot of people thought that they weren't going to be able to outdo the last iteration. And it was actually really good. So I'm surprised actually I haven't done any remakes of this game. That is interesting. I haven't done that. Okay. Last game here. You know, I don't, you know, I, I wanna play Winway. I just I haven't played a lot of Zelda games. But uh, Road Rash, a lot of lot of fond memories of, with this game. Like I have all the, the old Sega cartridges up in my, my shelf behind me here. Yeah, I don't know there's something about just riding on a motorcycle and, and punching people and hitting them with chains and stuff and you know, trying not to run to the back of cars. That was just a good time when you're a kid. I remember uh, Sega Genesis pizza nights, you know, I would go, my mom would take me and some friends to go rent some games from from blockbuster we get some pizza and we just sit there and play games like road rash and you know primal rage all night and like road rash was definitely a classic i have not had that much fun ever with a vehicle game in my life and then road road rash came around and what do you know man like car games are fun or motorcycle games
0: i'll tell you what a lot of these games bring back some good memories for me as i said before WWF Superstars of Wrestling was my favorite arcade game back in the day. It was at a local liquor store, and I played it literally for hours on end right after school. Just there, quarter after quarter after quarter, trying to finish it all the way, going through the tag team ranks, going through match after match after match until I won the titles. And then I would defend them, defend them, and then come out as the total champ, whichever tag team I, I wanted to go ahead with, whether it was Hulk Hogan, Honky Tonk Man, Randy Savage, Big Boss Man. you know, Just the list was there, just of, of great wrestlers. It was a lot of fun, very smooth animation. I enjoyed it. I loved the move that I could do with the flying clothesline with Macho Man. I would actually use him primarily just so I could go ahead and just knock somebody out. I would throw them out of the ring and for the first 10 minutes, all I do is that flying clothesline on them until they had no power left. And then there was a glitch in the game where you could go ahead and suplex them into the crowd and they would go like 15 feet into the air. And even with Andre the Giant at 500 pounds, you could actually do that as well. So that was kind of funny. So it was just a great time that I had so much. I, I have so many fond memories of that as well. At WWF superstars of wrestling as far as the arcade game is concerned. So I'm hoping that will be someday maybe revised and then arcade one-up platform, but you know, eh, I don't know, just throwing that out there. But again, there's probably too much licensing issues and things of that nature. So I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see it, but a lot of great times had for some of these games. If you want to see the listings as they pop up each and every day, because there's a new 10 coming up each and every day for our top 200 video games of all time, which were voted on by our followers. You want to check it out today at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. I'm trying to see if we can add it into our popculturecosmos.com site as well. So it's something a lot of people should check out because of all the different opinions that they had on various video games. And that is at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. All right, my friend, it's been a great episode. One last thing we got to talk about before we head on out. And that is you were right. You were right, my friend. Angel has fallen, did not but Just fall. so you
2: guys know in post, Jerry's going to uh, write a Joshua's Wright song. You'll be able to hear it. There's going to be some cool guitars and uh, fireworks and stuff like that. So just just stay tuned for that.
0: That would be an hour and extra editing for me. That's a no. I'm
2: sorry. That's a no. Look how disappointed the fans are, man. I just uh, the, Our comment section is blowing up right now, just begging for this Joshua's Wright music.
0: Yeah, there you go well you make it my friend and i'll play it there you go there you go got to make sure you use public domain music because you know youtube gets after us but anyways angel has fallen did surprise it did uh, do over expectations about 21 million which is not a huge haul mind you in a whole spectrum of things and it's still going to take a little bit before it earns its money back and even probably not until video before it makes a profit but you know what it did uh, exceed expectations. Did this movie save the career of Gerard Butler?
2: Maybe I don't know. Does one good movie save an actor from irrelevance? But uh, you know, I'm I, I think Ger- you know, like I said before, I think Gerard Butler's okay. I think he's one of those actors who he's like on the border of A and B list. But you know, The Rock was there for a while too, and now all of a sudden he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. So who knows? But uh you know I I like Gerard Butler enough to uh watch him in movies even if they're not like great. He he's a safe bet to put on a like a sci-fi movie that you don't think is going to do that well. And I I don't I mean I'm sorry that's not a compliment. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> he <laughs> he's I I don't think his career is in danger. I don't think it was in danger. He's just a he's he's middle of the road type actor. But you know I, I I really like the series. Didn't really, wasn't a huge fan of London Has Fallen, but really did like Olympus Has Fallen. And I'm, if this movie's, you know, is 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 good as, I, it's weird because people aren't saying that it's good. People are just saying it's okay. But if it's just okay, then maybe he is the action star we all need right now. Besides Counter Reeves, I guess.
0: Boy, you said that with such confidence. I will say, I think it's the month or the time period that it came in and that it's a new movie that came out with any type of excitement to it that came out in late August. I think anybody who is going to check it out, partly it was because of their knowledge of the previous Fallen series, but also as well, because there's nothing really that's come out at this point in time of the year that's exciting people. Now that Hobbs and Shaw and The Lion King and some other movies are, are fading into oblivion. Although Hobbs and Shaw, I got to give them credit because it is going to probably become a hit for Universal because it is going to hit about, uh, I'd say probably in the $700 million range worldwide because it just earned over $100 million in China this past weekend. So Hobbs and Shaw as a spinoff will probably generate a profit. It's not the type of profit that the previous two Fast and Furious movies made, but still it's a good sign that they can go ahead and go into a different direction and still generate quite a bit of money so that's that's a good thing to see when it comes to the fast and furious series doesn't always have to be that type of format although yes when it comes right down to it whatever's going to make the most money for them when it comes to fast and furious is the tried and true our family our family fast car fast car fast car fast car car stunts crazy car stunts crazy car stunts that's what we're going to see when it comes to fast and furious explosions
2: and rap music
0: Yes, explosions and rap music and all that. So yes, that is something we're primarily going to see on the Fast and Furious series. But it's nice to see a change of pace every now and then because this was more spy-oriented. This was more stealth-oriented. This was more of a film likened to the 007 series than maybe more of the Fast and Furious series. So it's something that's going to be interesting to see. Will it generate as much money as the previous two Fast and Furious movies? no but it's still something that looks like Universal can count on, you know, if they want to go ahead and delve into it again with another spinoff with either more characters in the Fast and Furious realm or Jason Statham and The Rock once again. Woo! My friend, a lot to talk about on this week's show with D23 and all that. It's been a great episode, and I cannot thank you enough for being a part of it. Any last thoughts on the way out?
2: You know, I just noticed that there's a lot of pretty, like, solid month of gaming here in september right we got gears five gears five fifa borderlands,
0: borderlands 3. yeah
2: it's, I mean, it's, it's
0: nba 2k cons- i mean just a lot of game a lot of great titles coming out
2: yeah and like consecutively from this friday when control comes out there's a good game coming out every week until october rolls around so that's cool we'll have to we'll have to kind of break down those releases a little bit
0: yes we will have to break those down as they come out or as they're on the verge of coming out And you're going to see that over the next few weeks on our shows, the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. And just to give everybody a little insight before we head on out, the show that we normally do takes about, let's say when Josh and I are on for a whole hour, usually go ahead and record for about an hour and 10 minutes, maybe even an hour and 15. That still is less than the time that it takes than to wait for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.
1: DragonCon 2019 is fast approaching, so fill up your buckets of rum and keep up with the latest news, announcements, interviews, and mispronunciations of guest names as only the Con Report podcast crew can make. Let us be your guide each month as we count down to the big event on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite media play. Listen to the DragonCon Con Report. It's almost as good as being there, but without the long lines, smelly gamers, and
0: hangouts.